0: The following interview originally aired on KPOV 88.9 on the Friday Point. You can listen to The Point 9 a.m. each weekday at 88.9 FM or at kpov.org. Born in Ben Josh Gage brings experiences from diverse background to his work as a counselor currently serving people of Greater Central Oregon in several venues, a graduate of the American Military University with a bachelor's in sociology, and also a graduate of the University of Louisville School of Social Work, specifically focusing on mental health care. Josh is trained in EMDR and brain spotting and works with the veteran and non-military clients. As a former personal trainer, and performance analyst myself, it is particularly interesting to me that Josh's clinical approach includes a focus on holistic and nutritional approach to mental health treatment, concentrating on healing the individual's mind and body while factoring in what is put into our bodies daily. That's a quote from his online bio. Josh's career includes serving as a Deschutes County client advocate, parole, and probation officer, and now his focus is on on behavioral health, including his work with Central Oregon Veterans at Still Serving Counseling, the VFW, and the Central Oregon's Veterans Ranch, all that after serving 15 years in the Navy. Joshua, welcome to the Friday Point. Thank you so
1: much, sir. Thank you so much for your time.
0: Oh, I, believe me, I think it's the other way around. Let's start with you telling us why you drew into a career in mental health services, and particularly with veterans.
1: I believe that I would have to start with my own journey, because as a therapist or counselor, we always have, a, we have an inside joke, it's all about us and our growth, that way we can better serve well those around us. And I was working, um, I got out of the Navy and worked in D.C. where I did anti-terrorism Enforce force protection, and I found uh, that I was struggling with my own mental health, and I thought that moving back to my home city, the Bend, would help that. And so I moved back to Bend, was honored to become a parole and probation officer after starting out as a technician, and uh, my mental health got worse, and it didn't make any sense to me. So after some time and some more movement, I moved over to Deschutes County Behavioral Health, and was referred to an amazing therapist named Travis Salmon, and um, he really helped me kind of get in touch with uh, myself and my own journey, and um, kind of go back to like peel the to say to peel the onion apart to really like identify what I was going through, and I'd, I and to get to the reason why I joined. I joined because I wanted to serve. I didn't want to be served. I wanted to be a part of change. I. And um, I think that identifying this and also having a quest to be a better version of myself led me to be a part of other people's journeys in their uh, mental health uh, journeys of their own.
0: Wow. You've been a busy guy, that's for sure. So can you touch on what you mean by healing the individual's mind and body while factoring in what is put into their bodies daily?
1: Absolutely. So one thing that I've discovered through um, education, and through the amazing people that are around me, is what affects us in our brain chemistry and the way that we feel in our body and what's available to us readily, especially the lower economic class that I grew up in. I grew up um, in deep poverty here in Bend. Um, At one point, we had like six or seven of us in a two-bedroom. And what was available to us was fast food and what available and soda and all this other stuff. And that's what we could afford. And that was the easiest thing to get. And we, and so like we felt terrible and all that processed foods and everything like that really affects the way that we feel in our daily life. If you're going to soda, if you're going to these processed foods, rather than really being cognizant about what you put in your body and how you treat your body, about Using it. I mean, we all have our inner, our inner cave person that's still in there that wants to get movement, that wants to connect with nature, that wants to feel, feel a part of a tribe. It's such a bigger picture. I think that's one great lesson that we learned during COVID is that we are not, we're, that whole myth about the lone wolf is just a myth. We are pack animals that need each other, that need connection. And the more that we talk, the more that we interact, we realize that we have a lot more in common than we don't. And so it's about fo- focusing on that mind, body, and spirit connection.
0: I can fully agree. I think uh, there's a failure to recognize the fact that almost every aspect of our life has some sacred significance.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: When uh, people struggle, uh, and especially because of my former uh, employment In the fitness industry, it almost always boils down to nutrition and sleep. And if you're not getting those two things, well, how could you expect to think clearly? Um, Absolutely. I always, I would, would
1: sorry, I just wanted to, to, to piggyback off that because you said it beautifully. I always talk about how therapy is much like a personal trainer, like training you at the gym. There's only so much you can do in an hour, it's really about those 23 hours that are outside of it. And it, that's what kind of, like, builds the process. You can't just go into an hour kind of like somebody who goes to church. Like, it's not about the hour. It's about how you live your life, how you treat yourself and those around you that makes you feel better and that connection to your community, and that gives you a stronger con- connection to yourself.
0: Amen. I I think too many people, when they walk out of church, that's the last they think about it till next Sunday. And it's, a, it's a process that is ongoing. Yes, sir. So kind of give us... Uh, possibly an example or two of people that you've worked with and had a, a high level of success.
1: Um, I would say like uh best successes is like that I've seen in my career. I can't take credit for because like the person who's lifting the weights, I can sit there and share them on and give them the tools while I've, I've seen people just absolutely do some amazing things by taking the empowerment and recovery in their life and being able to like utilize tools like through, CBT, like cognitive behavior therapy, and realize their emotions, that their emotions are controlling them and past traumas. A lot of veterans that I work with, a lot of my combat vets, realizing that it's not the combat that was the worst thing in their lives. It was their childhood trauma and some of the stuff that forced them into the roles. I always have trouble taking credit for anybody's journey because of the fact that they're the ones doing the hard work. They're the ones laying in bed by themselves, questioning their emotion and questioning their lives because that way they can have a higher quality of life and be a better human, be a better spouse, a better parent, and a better community member. So, yeah, that's always hard for me. I apologize.
0: Oh, and and I don't think you should. As a matter of fact, I think it's the other way around. I think what you do is help people establish discipline and understand that humans thrive on routine.
1: Absolutely, and that's a, that's the a truth. Like me, I'm up every morning at, like, Three thirty, three forty-five, and people are like asking like oh why do you do that and i'm like because it encourages me to go to bed early and encourages me to listen to my body and that way it's like i've known that i've i've worked out or i've ran for like an hour and a half two hours and i've already faced some serious demons in my head and some serious items and and it's kind of a therapy when you're there by yourself and working through and you're pushing your body, and, and you're pushing your mind, I mean, and your, and your spirit, like, you feel a lot of connection. And I encourage people to be like, hey, start out with, like, five minutes. And it doesn't matter. You don't have to be on my pattern. You can be on the middle of the day, the end of the day, and, like, listen to your body and listen to your mind.
0: Well, and I'd, I'd have to second that by saying that in my time working as a performance analyst, uh, that the people who were most successful did, you know, establish a time and almost the greater percentage of them did it first thing in the morning when they were freshest, clearest, and sharpest. And I think we need to take advantage of that if you are that type of person. Preach, yes, sir. (laughs) Yeah, I I think that's what we're all doing is preaching. Uh, So I I think you touched a little bit on what got you into this, but you have quite a a wide amount of credentials. Why did you choose to uh, take it so far? Um,
1: because I really wanted to be the change that, um, I, I found myself a great example of it. I find myself I found myself driving by a road and being heartbroken. And, and when it was first, people were first starting to stay there and being like, what, what is this? Like, what is going on? Like, like, why are we not addressing this? And then I had a great coworker um, Sarah Hayfley, who works at Deschutes County, who's, who's amazing. I mean, I, I could plug the amazing people through Deschutes County like this entire time. But then they were like, "Oh, social work—you identify the system and you want to be a change in that." And so that's why I kept pushing myself and learning from a great people like Bridget Knight and uh, Leah Perkins. There's some amazing people in this community that are have a wealth of knowledge and. They, they just kept pushing me and because, you know what I mean? Like you can be like, I have this idea, but it's great to have that tribe that's there I and mean, be like, okay, then be that change, be that person that keeps going with it. So I looked into a couple great programs and, uh, um, there's a uh, Leah Lewis at Deschutes County who had just graduated from the University of Louisville that was like, Hey, if you're really serious about changing careers, they're a great program. And I jumped into it and Janice, who's one of the, um, amazing people over at Shoots County was like, I graduated from there, go with it. And I jumped into it and I haven't had any regrets whatsoever because it's about identifying your goal and whatever your purpose is. And my purpose is to be a better human because it makes me a better dad. and makes me a better community member. So I, I don't see it as work. I see it as a passion that I get so lucky enough and I'm so blessed to be a part of it.
0: I'm glad that you feel that way. I think that that's what happens. Is in a lot of cases we are standing on the shoulders of people that you know pushed us up. I think over the course of time we've had lots of people that were involved in similar endeavors. So I, I would like you to speak about the fact that I think the public has a hard time understanding you know the mental health stigma.
1: Yes, sir. Um, I think the mental health stigma is one that. Slowly getting better because of this amazing generation we call millennials. And and I know that's not a popular thought, but let's not forget this generation that starts at 1980 just fought a 20-year war and never had to be drafted. They're truly an amazing generation that I think has some good change in them. And most of my clients that I see coming in, a lot of them are young veterans. Mental health stigma in the veteran community. This and I'll use this term. A lot of people don't like it, but toxic masculinity, where you have to. You have to bottle up all these emotions and keep them in, and then you find yourself doing what I was doing and drinking yourself to sleep every night because you don't want to face it. It's easier to disassociate. But I think by encouraging, and I I can't speak for women because they're more involved than us cavemen, by encouraging us cavemen to, to, to go out and talk and to seek connection and to seek that peer support, still serving counseling. Kristen Guyford's done an amazing job at creating a welcoming environment for veterans to come in and seek assistance and show them that there's no judgment to reach out. The Central Oregon Veteran Ranch has continuous events, like in in continuous like uh, opportunities for people to go out there and work with their hands. Central Oregon uh, Veteran Outreach, uh, COVO they have amazing people that are there to like from the case managers on up, that encourage people to lean into their emotions and lean into their trauma so that way they can be better versions of themselves. And it happens neighbor to neighbor, not just veterans, but everybody, neighbor to neighbor by encouraging people. When you ask somebody how their day is to really listen and to prepare yourself to really hear them. And also be willing to share, be willing to wear those emotions and everything on your sleeve. So that that way you can be the best version of yourself and not have to suffer in silence.
0: I I think the two terms that come to mind for me are genuine and authentic. We have fabricated a culture that really kind of looks at men. I hate to say it because it kind of gets to my age. but you know, I can remember as a kid watching the Marlboro Man <laughs> on the t v commercial and that oh, yeah. was yeah, that was what was emulated is this strong toughness, and I think you know even the people who experience the military realize that it's a team effort.
1: That's the thing, yeah. You you rely on your team. You rely on your element, your unit, whatever you you called it, whatever branch you're from. And that doesn't have to stop. But when people get out, they're like, oh, well, I'm no longer, like, I'm, I'm alone now. But you're not alone. You have people all around you, and we just feel alone because of not putting ourselves out there and not being willing to show those emotions. But something from a TV show I heard a long time ago that really resonated with me was if you wear your scars on your sleeve, nobody can use them against you. Yeah, Be the best version of yourself and don't be scared of being judged by others because trauma and all that other stuff only poisons the vessel and it's important to get it out.
0: I can speak to some of those points and in particular, you know, I used to question people, how's your body treating you today? And I was sincere about the fact that I was concerned about what was going on on that particular day. And I'm sure that that you know, enters into your line of work almost all the time.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And you can see it when people come in. Once you really build that connection with somebody, and it doesn't matter if you're in a therapist mode or anybody, you can see it in a loved one, you can see it in somebody you care about, you can see it when something's wrong, and you can feel that. It affects the body and it affects the mind in such a way. And if you really care for somebody, you should ask and be like, hey, there is something going on with you. And I'm not trying to be annoying, but I just want to be the best, person that you deserve to have in your life. That's what we need, better versions of ourselves and and be a better tribe member.
0: Yeah, I I actually meet with a veterans group on Mondays, and uh, I'm not a veteran, but they enjoy that connection. Josh, kind of wrapping up this interview, I, I think you've mentioned a lot of the local organizations that are involved. Is there anything else you'd like to say in closing?
1: Absolutely. If you need help, Go get help there's amazing people now in every organization i know that there's veterans throughout the deschutes county peer services through the case manager the always amazing john parsons uh, that goes by jp still serving counseling there's the shield this is a i want to say like a veteran mecca in a way where you have so many research resources if you need to start with Kobo and they'll point you in the right direction or come down to still serving Kristen greets most people when they walk in, our clinical director, and she will make sure that you get the help that you need if none of us are available.
0: I think this is one of those things that we definitely have to thank you for your service. And thank you for being with us today, Josh.
1: Thank you, sir. And thank you for paying taxes because that's what (laughs) pays most of our disability and most of our checks. So (laughs) thank you.
0: Thank you again. (laughs) Okay.
1: Thanks for listening to this KPOV podcast. KPOV is community radio for the high desert of Central Oregon. For more information and our program schedule, please visit kpov.org. We value your feedback. Drop us a note at podcasts at kpov.org.